MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Good afternoon and welcome back to the program. It's hour number two, Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host live from Las Vegas, your other host live from Denver, Colorado, James Salinas. And so, James, uh, keeping tabs on Minnesota, the Vikings, and that offense, the quarterback situation, Zim, uh, there's a lot going on right there with the Vikings. Uh, Tom Pelissero reports Vikings tight end Irv Smith had meniscus surgery, will miss the start of the season and could miss the season according to other reports. So pretty significant injury right there. I, I've had uh, my meniscus surgery uh, during training camp, but I came back three weeks. Now, they removed it. My lateral meniscus was gone. And so I came back in about three, 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 about three four weeks. Uh, but then my career was done. Uh, I was bone on bone, so I was done. So I don't know what's going on with Irv, but uh, the potential of him missing the entire season, that's a big blow, though, to the Vikings. Big blow and young player who was just is just finding his way there when that within that offense. We know that offense that doesn't start well at the offensive line. Not an offensive line that I that that's going to be at the top of my list. But when it comes to the playmakers that are out there to throw the football to the play action that you have to be respectful of with the running game of Dalvin Cook pounding the football at you. Yeah, and then having ha- having in a sense really I, I think for somebody like Irv Smith to just continue to find his way in, in the NFL. You know, coached up over at Alabama and then being able to to latch onto a team that could utilize the tight end and those play action and those boots uh, some of those crossers there it's an unfortunate situation for him and you know think you just you think about we've been talking about all these these injuries and all these types of things Pritch this is where you know I mentioned before I did win that future bet on the the Ravens back in 2012 to win the Super Bowl haven't done a whole lot of future bets since then and this is really this the the volatility of injuries and availability I think we see it you want to best futures in the NFL we're already seeing here some key injuries going down. And I think for a team like Minnesota and the offensive identity, this is going to be a blow to them uh, offensively. You talked about some issues there at the quarterback position. Anytime you're talking about Kirk Cousins, there's always issues at the quarterback position. But nowhere to go but up for that defensive side. And I think that's Zimmer. And we know Zimmer's a defensive guy. 
Yeah, so really struggles, especially in that secondary. Young secondary. I know they just did. Harrison Smith just got a massive contract, so mm-hmm. good for him. He's he's their best player. He's going to be the leader of that team out there. But it's going to be a long season for this Minnesota Vikings. To me, this is really a, a it's it's a it's a 500 team at best. Okay. I think I think Zimmer will do what he can defensively to to get them better. Uh, but I think offensively, it's just uh, it's, Kirk Cousins is not somebody that I trust on a weekly basis to step up in a big spot to make big plays. He'll he'll he looks great during garbage time sometimes and puts up a lot of the numbers and got plenty of talent to sling the football around and have some fun video game Tecmo Bowl numbers here. But Pritch, not somebody that I trust on a weekly basis to put my money on. I know you look at the weapons he has though: Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. I mean, they were going to count on and rely on Irv Smith, but yet, okay, they're going to have to go to the backup tight end situation. Situation, Tyler Conklin. Uh, maybe they find some other tight end. Maybe to make make a trade. Who knows? But uh, with Kirk Cousins, he's surrounded by a lot of talent. Now, offensive line. Uh, Derek Saw had surgery. The guy that they drafted uh, in the draft earlier this year. Offensive line influx a little bit as well. Offensive line coach, new uh, offensive coordinator, Clint Kubiak as well. Everything points to Zimmer relying on that defense. There's some outstanding names on that defense, but I don't know if it's come together yet, James. No, and I think for that defense to come together, yeah, and you're going to get Hunter back this year, and he's he. Think about Hunter; he's a tremendous pass rusher, and I think for from that standpoint, that's going to help. But it, to me, it was the biggest issue was was yeah, they couldn't get any pressure on the quarterback, and it really put a lot of pressure on yeah. their secondary, and in particular those young corners. But they just really look lost, and I think that's where we saw last year watching games for the Vikings that you just don't see that out of a Zimmer team. They're always a very disciplined team, and and know their assignments, and that. That's what it just looked like. And a lot of that is just going to be youth. And maybe some of that, too, Pritch. also have to consider that last year, what can we take away from last year that carries over into this year? The one thing you will have this year is, yeah, you had to learn those experiences the hard way because you did not have any kind of off-seasons and training camps to to work those things out as young players and a young secondary that Minnesota was. This year you do. And somebody like Zimmer, that's something that that I think as the season progresses, we're probably going to see. We'll, we'll, we'll see that team be more disciplined on mm-hmm. the defensive side of the foot. Football. Uh, but yeah, when it comes to offense, it's there's plenty of targets to run around out there, and that's going to be anytime we're looking at some of those totals, it's not a team that I want to trust to bet under right now. Yeah, that quarterback situation, uh, dicey <laughs> to say the least out there yeah. in Minnesota. Uh, Patrick Peterson on one side, Brashad Breeland on the other. It's betting across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Richards, your host live from Vegas, your other host live from Denver, James Salinas. And, and so, James. The time has come. Now, we've been doing a deep dive on a lot of teams across the league, and we got to do a deep dive on the New York Jets. Are you ready? <laughs> welcome back. All right. Yeah, we welcome the, back. We, yes, we get the second worst team in the league. Sure, let's, sure. let's jump in. Let's dig in because there's plenty of no's that we can find to bet on. Right? Sure, absolutely. Cashing a ticket is cashing a ticket, man. Um, New York Jets, uh, their win total of five and a half. The over minus 150. The under plus 125, James. I think I think that number. I, I I believe I saw that at six, maybe even six and a half. And okay. I thought the Jaguars sitting at six and a half. We talked about this months ago, and thought these are just these numbers are so high, mm. way too high for <laughs> for me. And I we've talked about all. Think about what we've been discussing, all the news and notes, and plenty. And we know that's now the cycle. And there's going to be so many things that go on on a daily basis in the NFL that can impact the point spreads, impact the the what we can think about a team going forward, whether it's due to injuries. We know COVID is an issue too, but a team like the these are usually the teams that I'm going to be looking to bet against, uh, not just because they're a poor football team last year. I think, I think from that standpoint, they, it's it's. I usually typically want to stay away from teams, whether it's new head coaching staff coming in, being promoted, and they were former coordinators. Now, are they going to be able to let go of being a coordinator and focus on the whole game and all the things that swirl around off the field that you mm-hmm. got to deal with within the locker room? Uh, it's a learning process there. But then you got a worky quarterback and. A lot of roster moves for a team like the Jets. Not to say that's that Coach Salah won't get better and won't get this team better as the season progresses, but it's usually the first month of the season. Those are teams I'm either looking to fade or, or, or stay away from. And I think here with a team like the Jets, I, I don't want to take away too much from the preseason. It's, it's hard to, to think about, well, you know, Zach Wilson, did he look good in preseason? Yeah, put up some good numbers. 15 out of 20, 190 yards, two touchdowns in preseason. Looked more comfortable as the 
as preseason went along, but also wasn't playing against the ones from these teams and a lot of vanilla defenses. So going to slow the roll there and temper the expectation based on what we saw from preseason play out of Zach Wilson. And the offensive line, to me, that's that's the issue here. Now you've got Becton at left tackle, and you've got Moses that came over from the Washington football team at right tackle. Got to have those bookends, and I think can we see a better year out of Becton than what we saw last year? We heard early in camp, early in the OTAs, that uh, Coach Salah was not happy with the shape that Becton came in. Said he called him fat and he called him lazy, basically. So going to have to some upgrade of the offensive line, but I think that's going to be the struggle here for the Jets is it's going to start just so many moving pieces and the fact that you're playing in New York City, Pritch, the pressure to perform and compete out there in New York. Uh, we know whether you're the first-round draft pick or mm-hmm. a new rookie head coach. We talked about players not getting a, a whole lot of uh, from the franchise itself, from the coaches in the front office, not getting a whole lot of uh, a leash to be able to go out there and make mistakes. Not a fan base that's really waiting for for you to to find your growing pains. And I think mm-hmm. this schedule did not do the Jets any any favors. You're going to start off on the road against the Panthers. Okay, on the road against the Panthers, a team in rebuild mode too, kind of took their lumps last year. Uh, but then you're going to play Belichick the next week at home against the Patriots and then play at Denver and then the Titans. This is a tough schedule yeah. off the bat for the New York Jets. And then what does that do to a rookie coach as well as a rookie quarterback with their confidence if they, in fact, start off 0-4? And what does that do for the rest of the season, like you said right there, too? So the over, for me to be compelled to bet the over, I mean, it's minus 151. Uh, but then, okay, is this coach the right coach to change a losing culture within that building, within that whole organization. I mean, it it takes more than just one coach and one quarterback, right? I mean, the Jets have been this way for a long, long time. It has been. It's, it's bad beyond the coaching staff. So we know last year with the dysfunction that it was with Gase. Oh. And, and, oh, gosh, and the defensive side there with Williams. And it was only a matter of time before they had to get him out and, and start over. So at least there's a, a fresh start there. Mm-hmm. You got nowhere to go but up from there. But, it's, you know, the front office for so many years, a lot of dysfunction going on. Forget about on the field and draft. Just a lot of issues going on with the, the leadership from that franchise of the New York Jets. So, yeah, it's a lot of – a lot to put on a, a rookie head coach to come in and have to clean up and you know I'm not going to say that he can't do it maybe he can but it's not something that I'm willing to bet on especially early in the season so to me this this is the team that is going to be now their numbers they're going to be a, a, an underdog in basically all these games I can't imagine they'll be a favorite in that game against the Falcons so uh, I think they'll be an underdog to, to maybe a, up until a Halloween when that's week seven in a sense for them their seventh game when they're hosting Cincinnati mm-hmm. and even at that Maybe if they are a favorite, it might be just a short favorite, less than a field goal for sure. We'll see where they're at. They may be actually 0-6 by that point in time. Okay. So I think for, they, they really truly might be. So I yeah. think that's where you, you look at some of the specials. I know we're going to dig into those, whether they're gonna where they're going to land in the AFC East, how they're going to start off the season. I just think this is a team. It's going to be a rough start for the New York Jets. Yeah, we have on the board right now, when will the Jets win their first game? Uh, week 5 against Atlanta's plus 700. Um, uh, at Tennessee is plus 600. Week four, week three was Denver plus 450. So we can bet on those. We had up earlier, uh, if the Jets started 0-3, 0-4, excuse me, plus 300. Uh, if they started 0-6 plus 700 right there, the misery of the Jets. Uh, we can bet on that. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, and you can, and that's the beautiful thing of it, right? We're not here. We're not. We're, they, 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 get, they, they get paid like we're trying to get paid, and that's mm-hmm. what we're looking to do here. And if you're looking at that graphic that you just had up there, I mean, it's sitting there at 12-1 to 1 against the Cincinnati Bengals at home. It's Now, you, you, this is a team that could be rolling in 0-6. I don't see them going on the road. I, can, I don't see them going on and, and winning at Carolina uh, in week one. Definitely not going to beat Belichick, and they're not going to come out out here in week three to beat Denver nor okay. Tennessee Atlanta the neutral site there you know the whole London thing those ones are always kind of mm-hmm. I- iffy and tricky to, to deal with those international games but uh, and then playing at New England off their bye week maybe it's that 12 to 1 if we were going to play this that might be the spot right there and play that 12 to 1 now they still got to win the football game and they have to beat a Cincinnati <laughs> right. team you know Joe Burrow where is he going to be oh. how is how comfortable is he going to be when is his is he going to play is he going to play week one let alone come out there and Halloween, maybe that's the spot. And at 12 to 1, maybe 
yeah, you can throw a, a little top shelf money on something like that for Cincinnati to, if that's going to be the game that they finally break somebody. The one thing about the Jets, though, if you you have to really dig through their entire schedule, not only who their opponents are playing, but who are their opponents playing the next week, right. or who do they just come off of? That's going to be where if you're looking at the season win total, you might be able to sneak one. We saw it last year with the Jets. Perfect sandwich mm-hmm. spot when they upset the Rams out there in Los Angeles. Uh, it was a terrible scheduling spot for the Rams in that sense, and the Jets were able to sneak up on them and beat them because we know full well teams do not bring it week in and week out. And I think that's where the Jets, as the season progresses too, are going to be that look ahead or that sandwich spot for a lot of teams. So the season win total, it's not a team that I'm not laying a dollar fifty to go over that season win total at five and a half. Anything, I'd probably take the plus 125. But they will be a team as the season goes along that is going to be kind of their, their look-ahead game. Okay, deep dive into the roster here. I agree with you with Becton, a massive, massive man. He's got to stay healthy. He's got a concussion he's going through. Uh, I thought Vera Tucker, that selection, uh, moving him to guard from tackle on the left side is going to be outstanding at some point. Uh, Connor McGovern, you know him well from the Broncos out there. Um, uh, and then what you said about Moses, can he come along at right tackle? So here's the thing about Zach Wilson. He's really, really good, James. He's a pure pocket passer. But he might be in a situation in which he can't change the outcome of the Jets. Not one guy, right? I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes that went to Kansas City. Okay, he's a unicorn. If he would have went to the Jets, I don't know what would have happened to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, it's like Troy Aikman going to Dallas. They go through that miserable year. They win one game. But yet that organization, Jimmy Johnson in particular, they built up the roster around him, and they became a dynasty. I don't know if the Jets have it within themselves to do that with this player, even though Zach Wilson probably is trending or he will trend to be one of those type of quarterbacks. I don't know if the Jets have it within uh, to help him out. And, and you got to temper your expectations for, for year one with not only him, but the, uh, the, the coaching staff. And I think that's where the front office is going to have to have some patience. And that's what's mm-hmm. really lacking in the NFL with players, teams. There's just no patience from the front office, from the coaching staff, from the fan bases. Uh, that's where uh, sitting uh, going thinking about that season win total again at five and a half, it just seems really it's, it's too high for me, for one, okay. to want to bet the over. But thinking about where is this team going to be at? You talked about the offensive side. Yeah, with Becton and Vera Tucker there now at the left side. But it's very young on that left side of the offensive line, too. You know, McGovern did not work out here in Denver. But think about the defensive side. That's really, to me, where it was an issue all season long. This is a very young defense. You're very inexperienced at corner. You potentially are going to start two rookies at linebacker, and then Mosley's going to come back. Mosley hasn't played. He played two games in 2019 for the Jets before he got hurt and missed the season, opted out last year. So this is a brand-new linebacking crew as well for the New York Jets. So just that's what I mean. It's, it's not only from the coaching standpoint, you're going to have to give them patience if you're a fan. I'm not a fan, Pritch. I'm a fan of casting tickets, mm-hmm. and I'll be cashing a lot of tickets betting against the Jets, especially early this season. I'm right there with you. I am. Uh, there's a lot to be excited about with uh, Zach Wilson. I, I like his props, though. Uh, 37, 75 and a half passing yards, uh, 20 and a half passing touchdowns, 13 and a half interceptions right there. Uh, I would look to go over the passing yard situation, maybe perhaps touchdowns too. I, he, he is a pure pocket passer. If they can protect him, if this offensive line gives him opportunities, uh, James, I think he can do wonders this year as a rookie. We saw that from uh, Herbert last year. So certainly this quarterback, in my opinion, is capable of doing uh, similar things this year. The passing yards, I'm right there with you at 3,775 with an extra game. Because he's not, this is going to be one where he's looking over his shoulder. We talked about Philadelphia and Jalen Hurts. Is he looking over his shoulder to uh, all these other quarterbacks that don't feel like they're cemented? Yeah, Zach Wilson, that's their guy. They right. got him. They wanted him. That's their, they're moving forward with him. He's not going to be pulled. Now, he's got to stay healthy. But if he has a poor performance, he's not looking over his shoulder for the backup to come in and supplant him and, and be the, the leader going forward. So, And the other piece, we just talked about the defensive side for the Jets. Very young at cornerback. Going to be young at, at at the linebacker position, too. This is a team that's going to give up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. So there are going to be opportunities where there's going to be a lot of lopsided games where there's going to be opportunities to throw the football because you're behind. The Jets are going to be behind in a lot of games. So opportunities for a lot of second half kind of, you know, some, some cleanup yardage and some garbage points because defense is an hour just sitting back trying to get that, trying to get that clock running and get out of there and get out of the 
New York with a win. So for the yardage piece, 3,700, I agree, 3,775 to over. Maybe even the interceptions, too, because I think a player yeah. like Wilson's got the big arm. Mm-hmm. Is he going to exercise the patience? Is he going to check down and take what it gives him? Or he's like, hey, man, I'm the big guy here. You got me. I'm the number two pick overall. This is what I'm coming to New York for. You wanted to see you wanted to see fireworks. I have the arm strength to do that, and I'll force some throws, and he's going to be throwing the football a lot. I'd probably stay away from the touchdowns, but as far as the okay. passing yardage, as well as the interceptions sitting at 13 and a half, it's a pretty tall number, uh, but I think there's going to be plenty of opportunities where he's <laughs> trying to force the ball because he's going to have a lot of chances to throw. The and that's the key, well. opportunity, right? Uh, I mean, the beginning yeah. of the year, maybe uh, Mike LaFleur can scheme his way and help out uh, Zach Wilson for sure, but once the game changes since the matchup league, uh, he's going to struggle. I mean, I don't know if he has the weapons to create separation, uh, enough separation for him to feel comfortable. Well, we'll see. I, I think back to his study habits, what has been said about him. He's not a normal rookie. Uh, I think back to Peyton Manning uh, in his rookie year. Played against him, James. Could not throw a spiral. He had 28 interceptions uh, that season, his rookie year for uh, the Colts. So you had Zach Wilson, not in a similar situation, but a guy who's a pure pocket passer with plenty of opportunities out there. Plenty of opportunities, and that's the key. And if you're looking to bet those, that's exactly, Prish, what we're looking for <laughs> is the opportunity. Right. Again, poor defense, bad football team, no expectations, except for the fact that you got, you have the number two quarterback selected overall with the arm strength to sit in that pocket and make big throws. Yeah, I think that's where it's going to be. Of all those props for Zach Wilson, that's the one I like the most as far as the passing yardage to go over. Okay, and then you look at this team. I don't think Shaq Lawson moves the needle in terms of that transaction, bringing him over to rush the passer. I don't even know if he has double digit. Is he in the 20s with sacks? I mean, he's been in the league for, what, four or five years, but I don't even know if he has 20 sacks yet. I'm sure he doesn't, and I think that <laughs> you got traded from the Texans, Rich. <laughs> right. Talk about a team that would want to dig into their roster. That roster is even worse than what the Jets' roster is. At least they've got their quarterback. They know who's going to be starting a quarterback for them yeah. uh, for the future going forward here. And uh, the, the Texans trading away past rushing talent because they're just they're cu- the cupboard's so full there, right, with Houston that they can mm-hmm. afford to, to to trade off guys. Yeah, it's just they had to do something because Carl Lawson went right. down, and that's unfortunate for him because. He really it sounded like through through camp sounded like he had really been a beast getting after it and they couldn't block him on you know in practices and and in some of these joint practices that they were doing so yeah really unfortunate situation that you lose Carl yep. Lawson from that standpoint here I don't think Shaq for me moves the needle no. either you bring in Shaq and Stephanie informed us that twenty and a half total sacks in five years mm-hmm. drafted in twenty sixteen I mean <laughs> okay there you that's the Jets though right I mean that's the Jets. Well, and to me, it's the Texans. If he had any talent, would they be looking to move him? Because there's no depth there on that team. There's another team in total rebuild, and obviously he wasn't getting off. He wasn't getting any separation, any was you know no pressure whatsoever. Just made no impact going to Houston. And for a team that is starved for any kind of talent on both sides of the football, for are the Texans, especially on the defensive side, to get after the quarterback on that edge. Yeah, to, to trade him away basically is like, well, we got something for right. him because he wasn't going to work out here uh it's that's not something that's going to move the needle i think that's it's just an unfortunate thing mm-hmm. where for a for a jets team trying to get forward um another reason why you can look at zach wilson to keep slinging the football because uh, teams are going to be scoring on the jets quite a bit this year. and you're not looking at any awards here i mean offense a rookie of the year for zach wilson's plus 900 uh coach of the year 20 to 1 no, yeah. no. I mean, coach of the year, they're, they're going to go. F- if they, if if he's able, if Salah's able to win six games, seven games of the team, maybe the coach of the year. But mm-hmm. now, obviously, they got to go at least above five hundred, contend for the playoffs. If anything, nah, I don't, I don't like any of the player awards. Although to start the season, zero and four for the Jets, plus three hundred, I like that one quite a bit. You know, the over five and a half wins is juiced up minus one fifty. If this guy, <laughs> if this guy wins eight games, he could win coach of the year big if better capitalize <laughs> italicize bold okay. print not happening yeah please. sorry partner not hear you no i hear you i'm not touching that uh coming up next on the program we got uh insights from bed mgm we'll get to those coming up next If you
you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Indeed helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talentness. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you. Uh, so, James, we got some information from BetMGM. We always love the insights. Uh, John Ewing over there uh, does a great job giving us this from BetMGM. Uh, NFL's MVP. Uh, notable bets so far, a notable bet right now, $5,000 to win 70000 on Tom Brady, 14-1. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers out there. Uh, other candidates, though, James, to look at here for MVP? Do you want to go against Brady? I mean, <laughs> no. Brady, I think, right now, just thinking about the team coming back yeah. for Tampa this year and how driven 
Tom Brady is as an athlete. I feel like he's wanting to set every record out there, and now at his age to come out and win an MVP with a team that he has surrounding him. They got a tremendous off. I mean, everybody's back from last year's team, and it was it was a work in progress for them last year as the season, you know, at the first half of the season, really until they got to their bye week. Again, no t- no time in the off season to to work through things and work together. Now you've had the full off season. This team seems very motivated to come back and. It all starts with Brady. I mean, there's no better player. There's no better leader in the NFL right now. And sitting there at 14 to one. I mean, are there other uh, are, are there other players to look at? Yeah, because I think the only probably the only concern I would have is if you're looking to bet Tom Brady for an MVP is the fact that they're they're going to win their division. They're probably going to be the their their schedule is really not that. You know, outside of their division, they're going to win that division. And could they run away with this division? And you think about how they finish up their season. The last four games for Tampa are going to be home against New Orleans. They're going to play Carolina twice, and they're going to have a game against the Jets. I mean, they may not even need any of those games. The division may already be wrapped up. They may be so far ahead in the NFC that maybe you don't see Brady out there lighting it up and putting up a lot of numbers. But when it comes to winning, that's not a quarterback that I'm going to bet against right now. He looks in spectacular. He looks in better shape now than he ever has in his career. And he had a bad will last year. He had a sensational season. Yeah, I mean, $5,000 to win, uh, $70,000, 14-1. Uh, the line opened up at 16-1, now 14-1 right there. Trey Lance, uh, notable situation, 300-1 now, 100-1. Um, but MVP is interesting to me, too, because what's going to motivate Tom Brady? Uh, because he does use this kind of thing to kind of motivate himself. Now, no other quarterback won uh, a Super Bowl at their home stadium. Now, Peyton Manning won Super Bowls with two different teams, but here goes Tom Brady. I'll top you, Peyton. Not only will I win a Super Bowl with two different teams, I'll I'll host the the Super Bowl. Uh, And so here's a guy who's motivated that way, uh, and he's healthy like you mentioned. So for him to win the MVP, the back-to-back Super Bowl situation, he was the last quarterback to do that with the Patriots. So to do that again with the new team, I mean, undoubtedly he would be the MVP this year. I think now if you win it, now the MVP yeah. is just going to be strictly through the regular season right. of what they do, but what they can accomplish here. But I just think for Tampa, and usually Pritch, usually I'm staying away from teams or betting against teams that won the Super Bowl. A lot of distractions that come with with winning the Super Bowl in the offseason, and everybody's gunning for it, and everybody's going to be gunning for Tampa Bay this year too. Mm-hmm. But then you have a lot, sometimes you tend to have a lot of turnover. You have roster turnover, and guys feeling like they, they uh, want to be more involved, and this this is a team that from a chemistry standpoint, because this all starts with Brady and, and Arians, he, he, you know, he didn't sugarcoat it. He tells it like it is too. And I think players appreciate that. And Tom Brady with the way that he's really in, in embedded himself and ingratiated himself with that team last year and the run that they went on the second half of the season, go on and win the Super Bowl here. Yeah. As far as the MVP sitting at 14 to one, it opened at 16 to one. I get why it's going down to 14 to one here. You mentioned Trey Lance mm-hmm. opened at 300 to one and now a hundred to one. Yeah. Man, we should be that. That's the business, man. Pritch, just be in the bookmaker. You can let people bet into Trey Lance. I like Trey Lance, but it's a rock kid. I mean, well, he's not going to win the MVP, and they're taking action. I'm sure it's small action. No one's yeah. putting big action on that. But aside from that, I, I don't think it's Mahomes. I don't think it's Mahomes. I'm not. I don't want to play with Stafford on that side here. Again, I, I do. I like it. Sitting at 14 to one for Tom Brady. Again, the only concern I would have is that they are so far ahead, and the way that their end of the season plays out, their last four games really, in a sense, are going to be cupcake games for Tampa where they could just hand the football off and win those games. Maybe Brady doesn't put up such great numbers in the latter part of the season because they have played so well leading up to that last month. Interesting to note the biggest liability is courtesy of GM Trey Lance, Josh Allen, uh, and Tom Brady. No Patrick Mahomes as a liability there. Or biggest liability. Those are the biggest three. Yeah, and maybe so. Thinking just prisoner of the moment, say on what you saw in the Super Bowl last year. That mm-hmm. wasn't on him. That was on that offensive line. Much better offensive line this year. Yeah, that offensive line is improved. We'll see if they can put it together. I don't know if you should discount at all Patrick Mahomes uh, for MVP this year as well. Just motivation uh, all over the place for these premium players. Coming up next on the program, uh, we have Ben Fox in studio, VP of digital content. He's next.
Now is the perfect time to start planning your football contest strategy. And the VSIN Pro Football Guide is the perfect way to start. The guide is designed to help give you a winning edge. Our VSIN experts are winners with football contests around Las Vegas. Our guide will give insight on against the spread contests as well as survivor pools. Download the VSIN NFL Guide today for only $19.99 or get VSIN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the program. It's betting across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today, as well as our VP of digital content, Ben Fox. Ben, how are you? The gang is all back together. I know. Look how about this. that? How about this is, that? This is a beautiful thing. I said, this is like the TV equivalent of just like easing into a warm bath. We got, you know, okay. I know James out there. I got <laughs> you here. It's going to be beautiful. James, you want to respond? I haven't taken a bath ben, in maybe fine. 50 years. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's you, Ben. You're finally back. Every time I feel like we, we had you on, you were some you were in some exotic land yes. someplace sending us pictures and showing us where you were this whole time, and now back to Las Vegas. I'm, I haven't been able to get out there yet. I'm hopeful I can get out there. I know we're going to – contests are coming up soon. I haven't been able to get out there quite yet. But as far as us getting back together on the air, yes, hopefully next week I can get out there and we'll see you guys person that's a tease right there i know how about that yeah how about that uh so i knew ben i knew that the nfl had aligned themselves and partnered up with the gaming industry but i didn't know to what extent but you have some news uh for us today yeah so again in the in the continuing transformation of the nfl (laughs) and gambling partners gambling equals good uh, we have four more additional uh, partners, basically, for the NFL uh, from sportsbook operators. And so before we had DraftKings, we had FanDuel, we had Caesars as the three official operators. And then today the NFL announced that FoxBet, BetMGM, PointsBet, and WinBet all signed as approved gambling operators. Now this basically, there's a couple different things this has here. Number one is that the NFL is trying to limit the overall number of gambling advertisements during games. Okay. So they're only going to have six and now that's seven operators mm-hmm. so again i think you're probably going to see i would imagine certain spots for different books different premier games different right. cbs versus fox versus nbc and others um but just interesting that again we're seeing more and more of the sportsbook operators and mm-hmm. the leagues partnering uh and the nfl certainly kind of getting more into the game and this gives fox bet bet mgm points bet and win bet essentially the opportunity to advertise during nfl games we know there are more and more states coming online. We have 30 right now with 22 operational. We'll probably have another five to six operational this football season. So more and more markets, more and more growth for the NFL and sports betting partners. Ben, and I know Michigan is a market and mm-hmm. and a big market out there, and we're seeing more and more bets coming in on certain teams out there. Stephanie and I, Stephanie, our producer, we were just talking in between segments about, because sometimes I'll look at these and I'll look at where some of the liabilities are. And I look at the liabilities and I'm just thinking, who's betting some of these things? Who's throwing their money away on some of these teams? So I need you to educate me. Give us some of the biggest NFC conference liabilities right now and tell me how much money is actually involved and why certain teams are, are, are really a liability at this point for the, for the NFC side. Yeah, so it's always good to think, right, the bet, the ticket count versus the basically overall handle. I know you guys were talking about the MVP market and kind of Patrick Mahomes potentially. He's the second most bet to win the MVP, but because his odds are so low, he doesn't have that liability yet. So his liability is much further down than, obviously, Trey Lance, who 100 to 1, still, <laughs> still a high number, even if he was 300 to 1. Uh, but right now, BetMGM, the largest NFC liability, liability to win the NFC, is the Detroit Lions again? Jared Goff still the quarterback, I think. Dan Campbell still mm-hmm. the you know first year head coach there. Uh, plenty of question marks to say the least. Uh, I think this was interesting too. We talked about this before. Uh, I think earlier this week, or excuse me, last week, that of all these states, BetMGM they're tracking you know who's betting what in terms mm-hmm. of these states and where the where their NFL teams and the Lions had the most bets to win the Super Bowl in Michigan. 
Now, again, you expect some level of homerism for that, but this was the only state in which that was the case. It wasn't in Tennessee, it wasn't in New Jersey with the Jets and the Giants, Tennessee with the Titans, etc. So there's, there's some real belief there in the Lions, obviously at a higher number. That's why the liability is higher. The Packers, number two, the Bucks, number three, more teams you would expect in terms of liability. But just, a, again, a funny thing to point out, a lot of Lions <laughs> believers, and right now the highest liability for BetMGM in terms of a team to win the NFC, I think they're probably okay with that. They're feeling pretty good with that. If That's their top liability right now. All right. Some people believing in the Lions <laughs> there. I mean, who knows? But, I mean, look, it's gambling, right? Anything could happen, yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Anything can happen, I guess, <laughs> except that. Um, how about this uh, line movement uh, for win totals? Because of the preseason, James and I were talking about during, this during the show, uh, not really a lot of takeaways in terms of a feel for these teams because they rested starters, a lot of majority of these teams. So line movement with win totals, though. Yeah, the NFL preseason, I think, was fascinating for a lot of different reasons. The mm-hmm. first was you really saw the, those uh, unders cashing all, right. you know, first, and all of a sudden then in the last week, uh, unders were 4-11. and 11. The first week, they were 14-3. and three. The next week, 10-6. and six. So again, you're always going to see that kind of regress to the mean there. Odds makers are going to catch up with it. And like we saw, we don't really know teams played preseason so differently mm-hmm. from Mike Zimmer, who the first game for the Vikings, I think 31 starters sat, 31 players so basically just sat the entire team uh Jalen Hurts hasn't played that much other teams you've seen the starting quarterbacks come out and play for younger teams so we saw the Chiefs go from 12 to 12 and a half shaded to the under still for win total that's the highest number the Broncos James uh Broncos they're open seven and a half now eight and a half I think again shaded to the under some of that was whether Aaron Rodgers would go as well and the Rams open 10 uh now 10 and a half also shaded to the under a lot of excitement there with Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay, new quarterback, that defense. So those were the three biggest line moves so far at BetMGM for the win totals. Well, and Ben, you're talking about the local team here out in Colorado with Denver, and it makes sense. If you look into their schedule, now they're solidified at the quarterback position. Yeah, it's not Aaron Rodgers, but they're playing a last-place schedule, and we will have fans back in the stands here at Mile High Stadium at at a mile high as well as the elevation. We're going to have crowded houses here again. Definitely going to be an edge for the Broncos, so I get why that number is moving from 7.5 to 8.5. Okay, so we have the 2015 Super Contest winner, perhaps – the 2021 Super Contest winner. What do well, you think? Well, James, we're going to be we're going to be competitors. I uh, played in the Westgate, you know, the golf weekend over there, and it's it's a lot of money for me to enter the contest. But I won one in the raffle, so I'll have a contest entry with Patrick Everson in the Super Contest. We'll see how we do. Something tells me you're going to be a little better than I am. <laughs> Uh, it's all in good fun. I actually won one of those raffles back in the day, too. Well, for another time, that's a good story we'll have to tell. But good luck to you as week one approaches here soon enough, Ben. Great to see you again, my friend. Thank you, sir. Great job. Thanks for your time. Yep. More betting across America when we continue the program right after this. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Everybody, I'm going to give you a great reason to love Mondays at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM's Money Monday Club will add a $10 free bet automatically to your account when you place a total of $50 in wagers between Monday and Sunday. Take advantage of BetMGM's Boosted Odds Specials, unique parlay offers, daily promotions, and live betting action. Download the BetMGM app or visit BetMGM.com to be part of the Money Monday Club. Wake up to a $10 free bet every Monday just for betting $50 during the previous seven days. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. So, James, we talked about football. Let's get to Major League Baseball. Uh, Your time uh, off the program, uh, how has Major League Baseball been treating you? I've actually been watching a lot of baseball, more watch a lot more baseball than I did actually the preseason NFL games because I don't want again I don't want those NFL preseason games to kind of cloud any kind of yeah. judgment or change any perceptions I might have had going into week one. So I think with baseball now, uh, what was really interesting for the month of August, we just seen these teams. It's almost like not so much tank mode like we see in the NBA to go for draft picks, but. Yeah, it's just a, it's just such a discrepancy between the 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 good teams and the really bad teams, and it's and then they adjust the numbers accordingly. So if you want to get involved with some of those types of uh, betting big money line parlays, which I don't typically do, I really didn't do that much. I haven't really been playing a whole lot. I have a couple futures that I made at the All Star break that I've been rooting for. Philadelphia is one of those mm-hmm. teams to win the NL East that I'm not real pleased with right now, but a couple of the futures doing okay. I think what's really been surprising is still. Still waiting for the Giants to find a way to to have a tailspin, and it's just not happening with this San Francisco team. Been really impressed, I think. Through we know the the August is the dog days. It's a dog day time for yeah. these teams, and really impressed with what we've seen continuously all season long, but in particular since the All Star break of the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, we're getting to a point too, James, where some of these uh, starters rotation uh, they have about five to six outings left uh, during the regular season too. So you wonder uh, if they're going to put their foot on. 
the, on the pedal here or not, or step up. I mean, you got uh, some big pitchers uh, on the bump, uh, key situations too with some games. Let's get to Boston uh, and Tampa. Uh, so Tampa at home, minus 135. Nine's the total in this important game. What do you think? Well, right now, I mean, it, it's – I don't want to go against Tampa at mm-hmm. home. Boston has just really been in a tailspin. Think about where they were at the All-Star break the first half of the season and where they're at right now. And, yeah, I know the Yankees made a great move and won, what, 12, 13 games in a row, but it was really more so. It was kind of was waiting for that. We were talking about that in the first half. When are we going to start to see some regression from Boston? Are we actually going to see any regression? Because they had been playing very well and really beyond expectations through that first half of the season here. and. You know, and Pavetta, I think that's where it just started to catch up with them with this starting, the, the, the starting rotation. And that's where Pavetta had pitched very well for them for the first half of the season. But right now the Red Sox have just been a team that's been struggling. They have not played well against Tampa, in particular on the road in Tampa, in, in Tropicana Field down there. And it's sitting roughly at about a dollar, I'd say, let's just call it a dollar forty as the consensus here. Uh, it's probably, I, I, I I think for Patino going, he's going to be the starter for the Rays. Probably not one that I would be looking to bet before the game starts. Maybe it's more so of an in-game. But right now, the Rays, as well as they're playing, especially in the American League East, that's not a team that I want to get in front of who's had the Red Sox number for a majority of the season. Yeah, you know, Patino's one of those pitchers um, uh, that you, you wonder if you can back or not. But that lineup... Uh, for Tampa Bay has been strong, stellar since the All-Star break. I think they're leading offense uh, so far since the All-Star break. As you know their approach. It's mm-hmm. it's they're looking at the three run homer. There's no shame in striking out for that team. They don't care. They were leading the league in strikeouts <laughs> to through the first half of the season. Now the Cubs, I think, have overtaken them with all the newbies that since the the total makeover of that team for Chicago. But as the way the Rays play, they know what right. their identity is. They're trying to hit that three run bomb, and they're leading as, as far as the, in the American League. I mean, they got the best record in the American mm-hmm. League. Again, this is not a team that I want to get in front of, especially playing at home. I just don't really particularly want to go with the starting pitching matchup here. So if I am going to play it, it would just be strictly an in-game opportunity. Yeah, look at those two, James. I've been looking at those in-game opportunities uh, more and more often about that. Patino, excuse me, yeah, Patino, his last outing against uh, the White Sox. uh, Nice job there. Six innings, uh, got the win uh, for Tampa Bay. How about the Braves and the Dodgers? Another key matchup, key game here uh, between these two teams. The Dodgers minus 200 uh, against the first place Braves, James. Nine is a total. I'll tell you what I think. Thinking about the Braves now, this that number is just too big to uh, uh, really tell. They're sitting at plus. I see a plus one seventy five here for the Braves. I mean, it's, the Dodgers. It, not that they're terrible against lefties. I think that's just it. It's a Smiley on the hill. He is lefty-handed, yeah. and Dodgers not quite as good against lefties uh, this season. But it's Smiley. That's probably not one I want to back. Although that mm-hmm. number is really good. Just think about where the Braves are. You have injuries, and we think about Acuna who went down last month, blew his knee out going into the fence. Not oh, man, that's the heart and soul of that team, and it is, but there's still some other, there, Freeman and some others, there's some good leadership on that team, and this is a team that feels like they, they you you see it when it, sometimes teams go south, their their best player goes down, or they rally, and that's exactly what the Atlanta Braves have done. They have rallied. No one has played better since Okunia went down the Atlanta Braves, really, outside of the, the run that the Yankees went on for, for that couple weeks, but right now, this is a Braves team that's playing with a lot of confidence. They're playing with that chip on their shoulder, saying, we can do this without uh, the heart of our team here, and so far they've been doing it. If anything, I'm not laying two dollars on the Dodgers that just lost two out of three to the Rockies. Just didn't feel <laughs> it. Really, just seemed kind of lifeless. They mm-hmm. they didn't show up for that game yesterday at all. Maybe they're looking ahead to this Braves series, big series here against the Braves, division leader in the East, and. Dodgers still trying to play catch up against the Giants. Every time the Dodgers go on a streak, the Giants just keep right there with them winning. Uh, here, I'm not laying $2. Maybe it would take a flyer with the Braves here. I love the plus money, but Smiley, just not a guy I want to trust to put money on right now. He's been dealing, though. I mean, but yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, you're looking at that plus 180. It's attractive right there, but Smiley against the Dodgers, Smiley on the road against the Dodgers. I mean, that's uh, the consideration for me. And then that's it too. But if you like that plus number, I, yeah. I don't blame you. If you want to take that plus number, Dodgers not playing as not hitting as well mm-hmm. against lefties. But I think maybe will will we see a more inspired effort out of the Dodgers? We did not see any. Fi- we didn't see any inspiration out of that three game set against the Rockies over the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I know the Rockies of all teams right there. I was watching some of that baseball. I was shocked. 
uh, James watching that game yesterday. Um, how about the Brewers and the Giants? Uh, just the situation here, the Giants, you mentioned, are they going to stumble? They don't look like they are. Uh, it's just a bunch of athletes believing in themselves, James, and playing confident ba- uh, baseball. Uh, they are plus 123, though, at home. Uh, seven and a half is the total here in Vegas. I think you just think of the leadership in that clubhouse mm-hmm. with some holdovers from World Series past. You've got Crawford, you've got Posey, Brandon Belt still around. So not the same teams by any means, but you still have guys that know what it looks like to be a professional day in and day out. And the, the attitude, the effort, the focus that you have to bring on the grind of a 162-game schedule, I think that's just it. Now it's this, the Giants. I think probably the concern for me here is just coming off that long road trip, really long road trip, crumbing, coming across cross country from finishing up at Atlanta got shut out yesterday in Atlanta but it was a really long road trip play it's a nine game trip and sometimes after that long road trip got to get your get, it takes a little while to get yourself dialed in and now you're going to have to go and get yourself dialed in against the Milwaukee team and and Corbin Burns in particular that you know he's been really I feel like he's been the the we've seen some stumble from Woodruff lately mm-hmm. and I think for Burns at not the best of outing last time out against Cincinnati here but this is going to be a low scoring game and I think that's probably where I'd be looking to play if I was getting involved was trying to pull this up right now is the total sitting at seven and a half it's juiced to the over. Uh, I think here with, with the bullpens the way they are, maybe this the, a long road trip mm-hmm. for a, a Giants team coming back. Maybe you'll see a little di- bit of a different lineup out there today. So this might be the opportunity to look at the under. First four, first five is sitting at four. Be more inclined to play the full game, even though we've seen these games going to extra innings kind of really gives you pause for concern if you want to play unders. And I'm more so of an under player. How many games have we seen where it's like a two-to-one game going into the ninth inning right. and it is, goes to extra extra innings and now these games explode and they get they get 12 runs on the board so but that's probably the way that i'd be looking to play this year pritch is be looking at the under for the full game sitting at seven and a half feels like we've seen a lot of those type of games james uh, this yeah. year in major league baseball uh one team in particular i look at totals uh cincinnati at home when they're at home uh, they have the cardinals both of these teams in that wild card race here um nine's a total in the game uh, minus 200 for the Reds at home, though, James. But I looked at, I think there's some weather involved in this one. Could be some weather out there, so that's that's always something you want to, to to be aware of because you don't want to start. Now, you're looking at the starting pitchers. Who is this John Lester? Where has he come <laughs> right. from the last few starts? Now, he didn't get off to a good start his first couple outings there with St. Louis, uh, but he's really righted himself the last three. Now, the one thing you know he is, he's a veteran pitcher, and he's a competitor, and so he, he's going to have that competitive pride that's going to push out there. But, yeah, I think with, with him here, it's just really right now, I'm just seeing it's it's – I think this game is going to go off there or some chance that it might get might get delayed due to showers and it's very humid in Cincinnati like it is always at this time of the year the wind's not really going to be a factor and we it is definitely a hitter's park there mm-hmm. at the Great American Ballpark you were talking about the total <laughs> and it's just St. Louis is just the team right now they have found their way to fight yep. themselves into potential for that second wild card spot uh, but probably not a spot I'm going to go in when it, John Lester's run is only going to last for so long and Castillo is going to be looking for a bounce back he needs a bounce back hasn't had a didn't, his last start was really a disaster. So I think here, this I'm not laying the big number, but I think if I'm looking to play something, it's going to be the Reds more so in-game. Let's see what Lester looks like. Mm-hmm. I think this is where we're probably going to see some regression from Lester over the last three starts where he's pitched very well for the Cards. Big blow to that lineup, too, for the Reds. Jesse Winker uh, is out. I think 10-day um, IL there for Winker. Well, then to lead off, this one that actually does have an approach at the plate and is not trying to drive the ball. Votto has been really mm-hmm. tremendous. That's the one that's really been carrying them the last month offensively. Has been the ageless wonder that is Joey Votto. James, great job on the show today. Uh, uh, you know football season is here when you get a text from a friend who hit a 10-team six-point teaser parlay. <laughs> From preseason? Yes. He was firing from preseason. <laughs> All right. Well, rub, rub, there's a little, there's some juice there. There's some karma there. I rub know, his right? Belly, see what you can get. See if you can find something in baseball here. Yeah. Ten teamers. Good luck to you firing on those. Absolutely. Great job again, James. Great to see you. Good to see you too, my friend. I'll Absolutely. see you later this week. Sounds good. They'll do it for us. My guys in the desert coming up next.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.